all. Welcome to the Find Calm Here podcast. I am Deb Shell, creator of Find Calm Here, a consulting agency and community helping Mighty Network hosts build, launch, and grow the thriving Mighty Networks they lead. On this podcast, I share conversations I have with Mighty Network hosts who have built, launched, and grow their Mighty Network. They share what's worked for them and offer resources that help them find calm in the community building process. If you are a Money Network host, I'd like to invite you to join us inside the Find Calm Here community. You'll receive support and tools that I use with my clients to help you have a successful launch, grow your membership, and tackle any challenges with the support of peers in a safe space that's affordable and enjoyable. We just started hosting Money Mondays, a monthly live tech and strategy session, and I hope you can join us. I'm happy to introduce today's guest, um, Dr. Jody Stanislaw, uh, neuro, a neuropathic, I think neuropathic and certified diabetes care and education specialist who's lived with naturopathic, thank you, naturopathic doctor. And she's lived with type 1 diabetes since uh, the age of seven. She works with type 1 diabetics online through her consulting practice, teaching life-changing skills to manage type 1, and offers a premium program as well as online courses in her membership community on the Mighty Network. Um, during the COVID-19 pandemic, she decided to make inspiring Facebook Live videos every day to share optimism and tips for how people um, can cope with their type 1 and stay healthy and positive in these challenging times. To date, she's had over 150 live videos since March 2020, and those videos have reached thousands of people, allowing them to learn how uh, learn about others who have type 1 and know that they're not alone. With the growth of her social media following and the success of her TEDx talk, Sugar is Not a Treat, which has over 2 million views, she was moved to create a membership community to bring together those who are challenged with the type 1 diabetes in a safe online space. Welcome, Jody, to the Find Calm Here podcast. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks, Deb. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you. Um, I'd like to like share a little bit more in depth about what the journey was there to, you know, coming coming to the concept that you would like to have an online community. What was that process for you like? Well, I've done private calls with clients around the world now for almost 10 years. And once I started doing daily Facebook lives to inspire people to get through COVID, I was getting an incredible um, reach and feedback and people were loving my videos and people were getting such great results from my little tips I was sharing. And I was like, well, I need to monetize this. And maybe I don't need to do these um, big investment, you know, private three month programs. And maybe I just you know, do one training video a week for thousands of people. And then I can reach more people and, and not have to keep repeating myself every day to five different people every day, right? So um, once I saw the effect of just five minute videos every day, that's when I started seeking out a platform for a membership program. Mm, how did you come across the Money Networks? I actually am friends with somebody who's friends with Gina Bianchini. So my girlfriend was like, oh, my friend Gina organized this thing. So you should check it out. So I was going to head towards the Kajabi route because I'd always heard of Kajabi. And um, then I liked kind of the unique features of Mighty Networks. And Kajabi always felt like kind of like this big, expensive animal that I didn't want to kind of have to learn how to tame. <laughs> so affordability and flexibility and maybe functionality are the reasons. And then you also knew somebody who recommended it. So yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that sounds, sounds really great. Um, 
when did you open up your, or when did, from the, from the decision of that you wanted to go with the money networks, how long was it between that and when you actually opened the doors? Oh, um, gosh, a long time. I mean, I've been thinking about a membership program. Um, you know, it's kind of hard. It's like things evolve and I don't know when the first seed of like, I should do a membership program, the seed of like, you know what, I really should stop doing just nothing but privates and I should make online courses. That was the first idea. It's like, you know what, I'm just going to make online courses because then I can get my content out there in a package that people can buy. And that was definitely, oh gosh, 2018, I made a whole bunch of courses and then I was like, wait a minute, I should build a community around these courses. So that was probably like 2019, something like that. Um, and then I talked about, I did, um, what's his name? I did like this three-month program in early, mid-2019 about how to build a membership program. Or I know that would be 2020. Um, it's called Tribe. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him. But yep. anyways, mm-hmm. I thought about it forever and then I didn't finally launch it until I hired somebody because I'm a one man show. I run everything by myself and I'm a doctor and I'm taking care of patients and then I have to write my emails and then I run the credit cards and then I manage my calendar. And, and I was thinking, Oh my gosh, I do not have the bandwidth to also now create a membership program. But so I went on Upwork and I was like, I need a project manager. I need an assistant. I need somebody that I can bounce ideas off of. So I hired this woman in Bulgaria for 40 bucks an hour who I was like, I love her. And she started making an outline for me last early or late last year, like November, December of 2020. And she goes, okay, well, we're going to launch in January. I'm like, okay, okay, I guess we're doing this. And so I now have 50 paid members at $47 a month um, and then 200 free members, um, in my mighty network. Okay. So uh, basically, um, about a year ago, you were looking at doing it and doing the mighty network is what you wanted to do. And then you ended up hiring somebody to kind of like get that fire going to, to start it, basically you start the kindling mm-hmm. there and, and opening it up then, um, in the beginning of this year. And so, um, beginning of 2021 is what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had it open now just for five months. Yep. Yeah. So, so the first five months of, um, of opening, how has it been as far as you said, 50 members, um, paid, that's great. Um, and, and how, how is that going? And is there a conversion that you're doing with the, um, you're bringing people in for free and then you're inviting them into courses. How is that working for your community? Well, I'm kind of frustrated. I think I'm thinking about taking it down the free portion because I think people think they're going to get a whole bunch of value in the free. And I'm like, no, you're not going to get value in the free. All the free is just the activity feed. Um, The paid members get a live training video from me every month. And I'm really passionate about helping people get training. Like, and my, I have a, I don't have much activity on the, the home activity feed. Like I, I don't know. I need help with figuring out how to get that going because People aren't posting in there. I mean, some people are, but maybe like one, max two a week, which obviously is not enough. Um, And I post like every day is share your wins Friday and every Wednesday is, um, you know, it's a poll. And so I have some automated stuff going in there. But, you know, with 200 people in the free, you know, I don't know if they've turned their notifications off. I don't know if they even remember that they signed up as a free member. You know, I've been doing like I had a I signed up. I had a free webinar for them to join and I had like one person join. 
So I'm thinking about just not giving people the free option because if they're anxious or eager enough to want to be a part of my program and they're going to the landing page and they're opening up their account, I think I want to just eliminate the free part because I'm a, once I get them in, it seems like I lose them. So if they are eager enough to, to go to the landing page and sign up for something, I think I want the only option to be my paid because the free members aren't getting anything. They're not doing anything. I don't see the point of them being there. I, at first I was thinking, well, it's the first step into the funnel. And then the next step is to get them to upgrade. But my ability to upgrade them has been like zero. Thank you um, for sharing the vulnerability there and honesty. And um, that's a challenge that a lot of Mighty Network hosts have that I work with all the time. Um, are you the person that you hired? Has she continued on as a community manager or is helping you in that role of support? Um, no, she doesn't go into the Mighty Network and, and comment at all. Only I do. Okay. So it's, it's a great... Um, awareness that you just found of like, this isn't really working. And I think you just showed how much value, like you're already giving so much to these paid people that it makes sense to maybe re restructure at this time. Maybe there's like a restructuring that, that you're kind of thinking about. Um, and I think for a lot of money network hosts, they feel like um, they want to have that free space to like get them in, but then it also has another step involved. And so for a user experience, um, you know, it does. It doesn't really lead to a, a really clean user experience when you're when you're asking them to kind of like jump here and jump there. So it's it depends on like your strategy. So sometimes that works for some people, and sometimes it, it just doesn't. And so you have to like try it out, see if it's going to work, and you did. Um, so it's kind of cool that um, you're kind of recognizing that now, but um, that you're like open to like, okay, well, the next thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think that's part of being a Money Network host um, and, and being a community uh, leader is is just seeing what works, navigating through the road and seeing what works. And so you have some people that are, are you having any live calls? For the free people? No, for the paid space. Like what do the paid space people get? They get a live call every week. Okay, so they get a weekly live call with you so they can like, it's like basically a coaching call. Um, I am training them how to dose insulin better. Yeah, I am a, I'm a physician, and so I help them. And I also have type 1 diabetes myself. So I am, um, I'm, there's a whole toolbox of tools that type 1s need to be able to grasp to know how to manage their blood sugar levels properly. So I always tell everybody, you know, I suggest a minimum of six months of membership for you to get the full toolbox of tools. And my analogy is like, you can't learn Japanese in an hour. It's a whole set <laughs> of things that we need to learn together. And so um, I have a different topic every month. And um, the first call of the month is more concentrated training. And then the other three calls are more application and Q&A. Like, okay, so you, what did you learn in the first call? And how did you apply it? And what are your questions? Yeah, that's great. That's a great philosophy. And the content um, calendar that you have set up sounds like with the monthly themes, and then you're using the um, monthly themes to create your maybe your prompting questions and maybe a poll or something like that in there, I'm guessing. Um, no, I just, um, I just the first Monday of the month, I teach the new topic. And then each week, we discuss the topic, I bring out more pieces of that topic that they need to learn. And then I leave time for Q and a, 
but I don't really do, if, if they have questions, they can post it in the activity feed. And then I have, um, I added a topic question for live Q and A. So if like they can't make the call live, they put it in the activity feed, they tag it as a question for live Q and A, and then I'll screen those and answer them during the live call. But I don't, oh. I don't, uh, yeah. So that's how I collect their questions. Yeah. That's a great way to do it though. You're kind of crowdsourcing before the call. Then you're like, you know, those are the calls that you're like pointing out or the questions that you're answering. Yeah. And some weeks nobody posts any questions and some people and some they do like that doesn't, that's just one way. Um, you know, I was hoping that the, um, then the people that, you know, there's that core group of people that are on every single live and they never missed one. And of the 50 people that are paid members, there's still probably 30 people I've never met that I've never mm. seen online. And I'm kind of like, do you guys know you're getting charged $47 a month? Are you watching? Like, I know you can look at how many, you can look into your members list and see how active they've been. And a lot mm. of them haven't been active. And I'm like, which makes me sad because I really want to get what I teach out to people. But it's, I mean, I'm though I'm quote happy that I have 50 people. It doesn't seem there's, I think the max I've ever had on a live call is perhaps 15, maybe 20. And so there's 30 plus people that I don't even know if they're doing anything, you know? And so, yeah, I'm getting paid, but I'm not, that's one goal I have. But the second goal is actually to really teach people and engage them. So I, you know, how much longer are they going to keep paying if they're not watching anything? I don't know. Are they going to start watching something? You know, so that's a bit frustrating. That's a good point to look at the people who are showing up. Like the, you have a really great success rate with a certain group of people, like a people that you said just keep showing up and maybe asking them during the call, like, why are you showing up all the time? Like, how is this helpful? Because that's the other question I was going to ask you, like, what are your members really loving about your space right now? Like, what is their favorite part of whether it's a function of the money networks or it's just something that you offer in a feature that in your community? Um, well, I feel like I'm pretty confidently answer that uh, managing blood sugar levels is an overwhelming task that most people don't know how to do well. So I have type one myself, which immediately gives an immense amount of credibility to them. They love that I understand their struggles and what they go through every day since I go through them every day. And I'm teaching them strategies to how to have more stable blood sugar levels. And they are like, oh my gosh, this is so helpful. I'm feeling so much better. And type one diabetes can be a really lonely condition where no matter how many people that you're surrounded by love you and want to help you, they don't know what it like, you know, nobody knows how it's, what it's like to be a type one as you have type one. And so they love logging in once a week and being like, oh my gosh, here's a whole family of people that get me. I love this. Like, I love it. And people say like, Hey, my, my husband and my wife, my kids love me, but they don't get it you know, and so they love the community. And then the third benefit is the motivation. It takes a lot of motivation to continue to take care of your blood sugar levels on a daily basis. So they're either learning something new, they're either feeling motivated to stay on task, and they just love the community. Mm. Do they connect with each other? Are you seeing like that they're like connecting with each other and they're relating since you're saying about this whole idea of um, just feeling like this is their tribe because they can all relate to each other? Yeah. And I see them occasionally chit chat on the Mighty Network platform, but not much. But I really know that they 
they know each other now online. I mean, everybody knows Paula, everybody knows Steve, everybody knows Lorna, right? I've got Lorna in Scotland and I've got, you know, Ruth in New Zealand and everybody's like, how's Steve doing in New York? And, you know, they definitely have, have, I think they've created a kinship, you know, cause they're getting to know each other. Yeah. It's funny. I just had a podcast interview with the community I've been in location Indian. It's all about travel. And so like we kind of all, we're all trying to leave our nine to five jobs and become location dependent, which is the group. And so like you relate to somebody as soon as you get in there, cause they're kind of like get your struggle. So, um, and yeah. I have two friends with type one, but I, I could never understand what that they're going through. So I feel like a community for those, for my friends who are, who are struggling with this, that would certainly be something that they would want in, a, in their life. And we want to be a part of. Of, of something like that, that is a community of, of people who really, um, just get it. So I think that's a great mm-hmm. offering that you have and, and that you're going through it. And then you've, you've kind of, you know, learned so much through the process that now you're sharing all of this, this amazing experience. And, um, I also kind of like with engagement, it really depends, um, <laughs> like on what you look at as engagement, because sometimes like people showing up on the zoom calls, that means they're engaged might not mean that they're posting a lot. And some people just don't either have time to post or they are just, uh, you know, it's more about creating that safe space for people sometimes. And so if you're doing that and they're being uh, vulnerable or sharing in either, um, the zoom calls, or sometimes they're posting on in the community, that's all okay. And, and not everybody, the, when you're talking about number, number wise, I think that's a ballpark average for a lot of communities that start out because you're still just establishing the culture of what we do here, what this space is mm-hmm. about and, and who, who's going to be here. And like, it's still really new um, community that I'm in that I've been in for four years we have that culture going. So as soon as we have new members come in, you know, the other members are like welcoming them in and saying like, you know, there's a lot about like uh, concierge onboarding that we talk about. And, and that's really helpful. And you can't always do like a one-on-one call with somebody, but even just like checking in and the messages. I know that I talked with somebody in Australia and he was saying, you know, what really works for him is like direct messaging. And so like, if he has somebody that can like message or, or and he, sometimes I said, cause he was talking about hiring a community manager. And I said, what's really great is when you get somebody from your community and they volunteer to maybe reach out to a couple people. And sometimes mm, like if, if they're like a super, that. if they're like a super fan of yours, like you, those people that are always showing up every week on these calls, they're like obviously very invested. And I'm sure that if you said, Hey, would anybody be willing to like maybe create a post or maybe, you know, just whatever it is that you feel like would be helpful um, to get more people to connect with the mem with the rest mm-hmm. of the members? Um, that's, that's one great, strategy yeah. that you could mm-hmm. start implementing is just saying, you know, those people, like, why are you why, first of all, why you keep showing up? Because that's something that you can then learn <laughs> to keep doing of like yeah. the good things. That, that are really working for people. Cause I, t- a lot of people, money network hosts that hire me and that I work with, they're like, well, how do I get the people to interact? And like, what I've yeah. learned is to go the opposite way of like, go to the people that are actually showing up first 
and say, why yeah. are you showing up? And like, what's really like, so that you as a money network host know, like, okay, this is what's really working. And then maybe right. there's some strategies and things that they tell you based on like conversations through a zoom call, or maybe you have like a, a survey that you put out to a couple people and you say, Hey, I just want to collect some information so that I can really make this space really valuable so that you get you know, that I'm serving you in the, in the, in the right way and that you are getting what you need. Um, so, you know, just collecting some information from them and then being able to say, okay, well, here's what, what can guide some of my content. Maybe you adjust and maybe you change something, what you're doing. And that's just, that's what community is all about is just like building it with them is the biggest thing that I talk to people about every day, mm. you know? Asking, asking them to be part of the process, they mm-hmm. will, especially if the, like you said, there's, there's a core group of people that are showing up all the time mm-hmm. and just asking them um, a couple of questions and getting some information from them and being able to then kind of maneuver and change your strategy based on what they tell you using the words that they say in your content and mm-hmm. your copy, because then that's relatable. Um, you might yeah. get more, more people engaged then you might, as you start to change and you might some of the people that maybe were shy in the beginning, maybe they're just sitting back and, you know, they're just not sure. They're just not sure mm-hmm. what they're, what they're going to do. And maybe it's just that little, like somebody else starting the conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good idea to just ask them to, to get involved with welcoming new members and sharing. I did ask them um, to share some testimonials on the activity feed and that was helpful. Oh, very um, cool. Yeah. What um, Muddy Network feature do you like that you really seem to use a lot? Whether it's events well, or... Yeah, well, I do my events every week, so that's pretty easy. Um, I guess the main reason why I went for it was that it was it had an activity feed that was non-Facebook. Cause I was trying to um, attract people that are kind of on Facebook overload or that uh, don't want to be part of Facebook. But to be honest, I, I don't know. I, I mean, there's, there's not much any of activity on the feed though. Um, so I've often wondered if, if, I mean, that was literally the, one of the biggest reasons is number one, it didn't cost as much as Kajabi. And number two, it had its own, you didn't have to have a separate Facebook page, but I'm almost wondering if that was kind of not a good idea because, okay, so the whole world is on Facebook, but guess what? A majority of the world still is, and everybody is familiar with Facebook and everybody knows Facebook and it's a very easy known, you know, entity. Um, I've kind of forgot about all the technical questions I was going to get when I first launched my membership. And it made me realize I really wish I had a tech support team because I don't really want to be, you know, how do I get the events and how do I, where do I post this and how do I post that? And what does the heart mean? And, you know, what did I post this in the right place and I can't log in and what's the URL. And I was like, Oh goodness. (laughs) Well, money, money network hosts does have a, a support for members. Um, they have one for hosts and they have one for members. They do, but it's not, um, not, not good, but it's just, it's, it's, they are, they're definitely a small company that's growing fast. 
Yeah. Um, and so I think that they do the best they can to respond to people, but they can't always um, assist. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's another reason why a volunteer or a community manager, even if they're like coming in there every couple days, you know, or once a week, even um, to just check mm-hmm. in is really mm-hmm. helpful to have somebody just check in with people, um, instructional tutorial, like some videos, or maybe just some people don't like videos. So I've done screenshots as a community manager. So, uh, if you're trying to guide mm-hmm. them to do, to do something, sometimes if, uh, if they're all like, uh, we found out that our community was like the one community I was managing was all mobile users. Pretty much 99% of them were all on their oh, mobile wow. device. And we had done training on the desktop and it's a different user experience. And so what we learned was, well, (laughs) we have to identify, are you using a mobile device or are you using your computer? And most of them said mobile. And then we re-strategized and said, okay, well, we're going to create some, you know, a video, but we'll also, because not everybody wants to watch a video or like that isn't always helpful because that's not how everybody learns. Everybody learns a little (laughs) differently. And so Mm -hmm. we created some written content and then we had some screenshots and that seemed to work really well to just guide people when there was a a specific question and Mm -hmm. you can create some training and, and templates that, uh, you know, the welcome and the onboarding process of when you're like first starting out with a new group of people in a, in a course and just walking through all the basics of saying, Hey, did everybody log in? How are you logging in? Is everybody know where to get the course content, like just that, just that little, that little bit. Um, yeah, I have, a, I have automated, I've collected all of the, you know, the questions that that was so helpful for my kind of initial founders launch in January. Mm-hmm. So I they have an automated email that as soon as they sign up, they get the email and it says, you know, here's what you need to know. And we did make a training video to how to navigate the site and, Um, then it's also in the table of contents for the paid people. And there's also a start here article in the featured section and the new member section. And so that was a, that was a really good process for that first initial launch to kind of realize all the holes that were missing in terms of just the tech and how to. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's a super important step. Um, as far as the activity feed, I think that going with money networks, obviously, because I'm a money network proponent much better than Facebook. I would rather um, be on a, I'm in 20 money networks right now. I'd rather be on a money network than in Facebook any day of the week um, because of all the distractions that come with um, Facebook. But um, I would say, you know, it's about like that cultivating. And sometimes it doesn't always mean that people aren't engaged. It just means maybe they're not ready. So sometimes people like take a little bit to like share and also just like having those posts, like, whether it's you or whether it's another person um, that's posting up, that this is a safe space. Like, you know, you can certainly share anything. Um, I had a conversation with somebody just before this call uh, that she's the community manager um, and she's talking about in her, you know, in her messaging to them, this is a safe, like she's saying the word safe space in every call. She's saying there's no, stu- there's no stupid question in every call. And just like, really getting through that, that this is a safe place and you are welcome and really, um, encouraged to the, the space is here for you to, to ask questions and to learn from each other. And, uh, you know, just kind of basically putting that out there in a very literal way <laughs> sometimes is helpful for people to understand. Cause they might think, oh, well, is this something, 
um, not necessarily like a code of conduct, but, but just that general culture of, of things that goes back to like the culture that you create in the community kind of thing. So that might be something that's, uh, that you work with with some of these people that are really engaged and so excited to, I hope I can talk to you again and learn more about like how it's going in a couple of months. I'll have to check in with you and see how things are going. Well, that's a really good idea about saying the safe space thing, because I'm a very outgoing forward. I am not shy and I forget to, I, you know, so I don't initially think about that. You know, I forget that other people need a little, <laughs> a little warm up. So I thank you for that reminder. For sure. And, um, just, just to let everybody else know, I do, I ju- just opened the FindCom here community for Mighty Network hosts exclusively. And so in, in Mighty Networks, in FindCom here, um, we're working on building some of these strategies. And I'm actually working with co-creating my content with the Mighty Network hosts who are in there. And they're telling me their challenges. And then we're kind of creating some solutions, whether it's a template or whether it's an actionable item that they can uh, take a tool and then implement it in their own community. And we're kind of just comparing and contrasting like what's working for you in your space, what's working for me in my space, and collaborating around that. And so when you have a space where you can really co-collaborate and having the conversation, people are then, you know, maybe they're not so shy once they see other people are commenting, then they're like, okay, well, I know it's okay now. But yeah, I think a lot of us out, outgoing people are like, don't, don't have that perception. And then um, I've really learned a lot of talking with people in the last year that you have to create that space. And, and because not everybody is going to, you know, be vulnerable right away or, or want to share their, you know, personal life with, uh, just complete people right. that they don't know <laughs> like, right. right off the, right. the bat. Right. They're, they're just not going to do that. Other people are like, I'm an open book. I'll tell you whatever you want. So it's just really about yeah. knowing your members and getting to know them. And then, you know, maybe the, uh, one of the people I talked to a few weeks ago, money network host was saying he actually reaches out to people who are not doing the program and saying, is this for you? I mean, his program is like $250 a month or something like that. So it's quite a bit more and he doesn't have as big of a membership, but they're more, um, you know, intentional and act active, um, because of the higher cost. And it's a medical community for medical professionals. But, um, if he sees that they're not being active, then he kind of reaches out and it's like, you know, is there a person, maybe it's a personal thing. Cause I think sometimes we take it so personal as like the host of like, ah, oh, why aren't they coming? We don't like my content or they don't like something I'm doing, or why aren't they, why aren't they doing anything? And it might have nothing to do with any of that. It might, but it might not. I mean, some people have kids and yeah, no, I've always, and wife and wife and, I've always assumed yeah. is that people are busy. Yeah. Because yeah. type one, it takes a lot to invest in wanting to improve your health. And um, so I get that a lot of people don't prioritize that. Yeah, that's tough. But well, it's glad I'm so glad that you have a space for um, these people to, to congregate and to feel like there's a space for them and you're creating a safe space, which is amazing. For type one, I have a few friends that are and so I will definitely be sharing this community with them to let them know about it. Um, If anybody else is interested or or wants to get to know you better or learn more about you, where can they go to find out uh, more about you? Um, My website, definitely the best um, place. Um, I'd love for you to join the crew. It's my, my thing is called the type one diabetes crew, my, my network name, because, um, my intention is that we're learning to navigate our blood sugar levels, which is kind of like, you know, navigating a ship and we have to, 
you know, we do it better when we have a crew of people to help us navigate these uh, rough waters. And so I have like pictures of sailboats in the, in the program and everything um, because the word diabetes, or I'm going on a tangent, but I always like explaining this. Um, the word controlling diabetes is, is very deflating for a lot of people because everybody's like, oh, are you out of control? And it just sounds like you're failing. So um, type one diabetes crew, and that is the network name. If you want to learn about me and all the offerings I have, you can simply Google Dr. Jody diabetes, those three words. And I always just say that because I think it's easier to remember Dr. Jody diabetes, but I'm happy to also give you my website, which is Dr. Jody N D. So that's D R J O D Y. N as a naturopathic, D as in doctor. And you can also just email um, info at drjodynd.com. Very good. Sounds amazing. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your experience with building a community on the Money Network. So I'm excited to uh, hear what how it goes for the next uh, six months for the rest of the year. And hopefully uh, you will thrive in that space. And it'll be, I'm sure, amazing for transformation for all of the members. Um, for everybody listening, if you uh, do want to join, please join her crew. I love that. And that's a great, Annette. I just, it, it makes it fun, cool. right? It makes it something you want to join. A crew is something I want to, I want to be a part of your crew. Like that's, I can relate to that. So, so I really like that. Um, so thanks cool. for sharing your, your strategy behind that. And if anybody's interested, definitely check out uh, Dr. Jody. And if you guys have questions, for, for sure, there will be some resources in the show notes uh, for links to grab there. And until next time, I hope you're finding calm uh, any day that it is in this moment, whether it's day or night, morning or evening, afternoon, find calm and take care. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.